You are listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We also have uh, online as well. We're, we just started the stream as well. So praise God. And we're looking forward to what the Lord has tonight. Amen. So uh, let's prepare to open up in a word of prayer this morning. And I'll ask uh, Nancy, would you mind opening us up in a word of prayer this morning? Father God, we come before you, Father, in Jesus, and thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to come here safely, Father God, to just come together in one mind and one accord and one spirit, preparing our hearts, Father God, and our minds to hear your word and your teachings, Father God, to show us from your word what we need to know, Father God, that not only do we, do we hear it, Lord, and believe it, but also obey it, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for everyone at home, Father God, Keep us all safe, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Well, praise God. It's good to see you guys today, and good, good, good to be having Bible study tonight. Looking forward to uh, the Scripture tonight. It will be in Daniel chapter two, um, uh, chapter uh, verse seventeen through thirty. So this will be the second part of chapter two for uh, this month, and uh, we will also be finishing up next week the, the rest of the chapter. So we're looking forward to that as well. Praise God. And uh, just a couple of quick announcements. So this uh, this Friday we are having prayer. Um, we will you know, we're meeting here in the annex room. But um, if you'd like to join us at home or wherever you know throughout the day, I know many some work or different things like that. Uh, we're not live streaming the prayer, but we are having prayer still. So it's in Isaiah chapter five, and we'll be going through that chapter this coming Friday. So we're looking forward to that. Um, also on a Sunday morning prayer as well, nine fifteen. We are in the book of Nehemiah right now, so Nehemiah chapter 1 will be the, the, the word that we're praying through at the moment. So Nehemiah chapter 1, so you'd like to join us in that, feel free to do so. Uh, read along with us, pray along with us, and we are streaming that as well. And then our Sunday morning service as well at 1045. So we're definitely looking forward to what the Lord is doing. Amen. Amen. So, we, you know, right now we I'd like to take this time. If Does anybody have a testimony or anything they'd just like to give the Lord a shout out this uh, this night or you would just like to give a praise report or just a scripture that maybe the Lord placed upon your heart today or anything. Anyone like to? My sister's still alive. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, that, that's, she was on her deathbed and she's still alive. And praise God. Denise, and I thank the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. That's I the... don't know if Karen uh, had it over to everybody, but Pastor Mickey is doing a lot better. Praise God. Uh, he had that procedure done, and it was successful so far. We're believing that you know it's permanent uh, healing, and also, yeah, he wasn't walking at all uh, when he got out of the hospital for, for a few days. But uh, he had a therapist, and now he's walking with a walker. So Praise God! Very good problems. Thank, thanks uh, to the Lord for his healing. Amen. Yes, our God is a healer, right? And he is a resurrection of life. So we know that we have life in him and we can, we can give glory to God for that. Amen. And that actually leads in a lot of people, a little bit of what we'll be talking about tonight. So praise God for that. What I'm praying over my sister is Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Amen. Praise right God. Now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Right Praise God for that. Yes, amen. You keep declaring the word because his word is alive and his word is faithful. His word is true and there is power in his word. You know what? And, and I love that because we don't always know the words to pray or what to speak. 
But when you can read the word of God and pre, you know, declare the word of God, we can believe it and know that there is life and there is power in his word. And then sometimes we don't even have, uh, we don't even know the, sometimes the scriptures, but I thank God that we have the name above all names, Amen. Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. So Amen. sometimes that's all we can say is Jesus, Amen. but that's all we need to say. That is Amen. all we need to say because he is the word of God. He is the fulfillment of the word. So let's keep believing God. Let's keep declaring his word and uh, just knowing and trusting him through it all. Amen. 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 Well, praise God for that. Well, I'm believing we're going to have more testimonies and just continue to give glory to God as uh, we continue to go on in the days. Amen. So praise God. So uh, we're going to, we'll turn our Bibles tonight to Daniel chapter two, as we prepare for Bible study tonight. And thank you for everyone here and all of you joining us online as well. Um, for, uh, Daniel chapter two, verse 17 to 30. And this will be our key scripture tonight. So we're going to read the scripture. Then we're going to come back and, and uh, start to, to break it down a little bit. Amen. So Father, we just thank you this night, Lord God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the testimonies. We thank you, Father God, that to you alone be the glory, Father God, and the praise and the honor, Lord Jesus. And Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord God, as we were able to come together to study your word, Lord God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who teaches us, Father God. And Lord, we just all come together tonight, Father God, in submission unto you, Lord Jesus. And may you lead us and guide us by your spirit through your word tonight, Father God. Lord, as we come with open hearts, Father, teachable hearts, Lord God, seeking you in your wisdom, Father God, in your truth, Lord. So we just thank you, Heavenly Father. We just ask you, Lord, to lead us and guide us and direct us in all that we do here tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let's read Daniel chapter 2, verse 17 through 30. And I'll be in the English Standard Version, so if mine reads a little bit different from yours, it's just because it's the English Standard Version. Unless you have the English standard version, it'll read the same. So here we go. So verse 17 says, Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and might. And have now made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. Therefore, Daniel went into Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring in before the king, bring me in before the king, and I will show the king the interpretation. Then Arioch brought in Daniel before the king in haste and said thus to him, I have found among the exiles from Judah a man who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king declared to Daniel, whose name was Baltazar, are you able to make known to me the dream that I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered the king and said, no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or astrologers can show to the king the mystery that the king has asked. 
But there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has made note to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the visions of your head as you lay in bed are these. To you, O king, as you lay in bed came thoughts of what would be after this, and he who reveals mysteries may know to you what is to be. But as for me, this mystery has been revealed to me, not because of any wisdom that I have more than all the living, but in order that the interpretation may be made known to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your mind. Amen. It wasn't for Daniel, it was for the king. That's right. Amen. And I like that. We couldn't have planned that better, Sister Karen, when you said, but it's like we got that right at the same time. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. But God, but there is a God in heaven. Amen. So this is our scripture tonight that we're going to be looking over. And the main, the words that I pulled from here is to seek mercy. And we see that in the scripture in the, in the, in one of the verses here that we just read. So my question tonight, as we start tonight is, what is mercy? What is your thoughts on mercy? What is mercy to you? And those joining here on the chat, if you'd like to type that on here, feel free to do so. And I'm going to ask here, what is what is mercy? What do you, you know, when you seek mercy? Go ahead, Sister Karen. Not getting what we do deserve. Amen. Mercy. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else like to share what mercy, mercy is? Any thoughts on what mercy is to you? Mercy. Um, compassion. Compassion. Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. 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 Any examples of mercy that come to mind? Scriptures that, that you think of when you think of mercy? Anything that you guys that you know that you would like to share? Practical application for me is when you're a teenager, you <clears throat> thought you knew everything in the world. And made mistakes and God was merciful to forgive you and, and let you honestly slide out of situations that were so bad that could have been so detrimental. Um, I remember going through Carbon Canyon like this with the lights off. That's That was mercy that God allowed us to live. <laughs> we could have gone off the cliff. That was wow. stupid. But God in his mercy kept angels around that car. It was, and yeah. I wasn't driving, by the way. Okay. <laughs> so we'll we'll relieve you a yeah. little bit on there. Yeah. I, I was the one praying in the background. Oh, praise know. God. Amen. Yeah, well that's that's definitely definitely the mercy of God. Anyone else? Anyone else like a scripture that may come to mind or anything that when you think of mercy that just comes to your heart, that comes to your mind. There's no right or wrong answer. We're just you know, when you think of mercy, what is it that you know that comes to your heart and mind? Yes. Protection. Protection. Amen. Because we have mercy on us, He protects us from things we don't even know we're not aware of because we're blind or because we don't just, and we just don't know. Good. Amen. Like that. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? Amen. Amen. Oh, praise God. Um, somebody wrote on here that it's giving me that I um, know what happened. Uh, let me something that is giving me that. I don't know what will happen, okay? Amen. Amen. That's on the chat over here. So praise God for that. You know, and a couple of scriptures that come to my mind is like his mercies are brand new every morning. That's yes. one of the ones I hold on dearly, you know, many times. Today is gone, you know? tomorrow's not <clears throat> Yeah, and some translations it says his compassions are brand new every morning. 
you know, his mercy endureth forever. You know, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endures forever. And some translations it says his steadfast love or just his love endures forever. You know, we sing a song like that as it is a song. So these are many different scriptures that come to mind. You know, it's, it's uh, one of those things that's not just so much a a saying because, you know, I could say that as a saying because I hear many people throw this around. But, you know, many will say, well, Lord, have mercy, you know. And, you know, for those who know the Lord, it's it's more than just a saying. But some people do use that. You know, I've, I've heard it many times. Lord, have mercy and, you know, not really know the Lord that they're calling on. But it's just something that people have chosen to say. You know, a scripture that came to mind as I was thinking about it earlier is the blind men that are coming to Jesus. And they say, Jesus, you know, um, you know, what's it called? Have mercy on us. You know, that's one of the things that they ask. So it's definitely a sense of a compassion, a, a place. So as we look at the scripture tonight, this is something I would like us to think about, to really ponder and really know what this is, because we're going to see Daniel and his friends here come and seek mercy from the God of heaven. And so in order for us to seek mercy, we have to know what mercy really means to us. And in order to seek that mercy, really understanding what it means to me and you for the mercy that we ourselves receive. So let's look at verse 17 here. Unless somebody else has anything else they'd like to share on that. Anybody, any other thoughts or scriptures that you or anything? Okay. Okay, we're shy tonight. Amen. It'll come. It'll come. <laughs> okay. So even throughout this Bible study, feel free to, to share it. Even those on the chat, feel free to share it. Amen. So let's look at verse 17 here. It says, Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions or his friends. Those are, you know, those are close to him. So what it's referring to is what we studied last week is there was an edict from the king, and the king had a dream. And he wants the interpretation, but not only does he want the interpretation, he's not willing to tell them what the dream is. He's telling, no, I want you to tell me the dream, and then I want you to interpret it for me what it means. You know, because they saw this as a message from the God. So he knew that this dream had some meaning to it because it troubled him. It brought him anxiety. He couldn't sleep because of it. So now he's put out this edict. If, you know, if you guys cannot tell me this dream and you guys are not able to interpret it, you know, he was... He was upset about it. He says, then kill them all because they're worthless to me. Their, their power, all this, that means nothing because they're not able to give me the interpretation for it. So this is a pretty strong command that is going out. And now Daniel and Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah are hearing this because they're part of the wise men out there. So not only are everyone else going to get killed, but now they're like, man, we're going to be killed. The Arioch was there to have them killed. So now Daniel's asking and he's replying with prudence as we studied last week. And he's saying, well, wait, hold on. What's going on here? Why, what, why, such, a, why such a command? Why, why is this going on? And so what he does is he gives him time, even though he didn't give any of these other wise men the time. But now he's giving Daniel this time to go and find out what's going on. So what does Daniel do? He goes and gets his companions those that will pray with him. And I'm going to read a foot, footnote here that I really that I really enjoyed here. It says, to share your needs with trusted friends who also believe in God's power and ask them to pray with you. Okay? So I like what Daniel does here. He doesn't just go and, and complain. He doesn't go and, and, 
you know, and oh my, you know, oh Lord, you know, what's going to happen? We're going to, and don't get me wrong, this is probably something that's going on within his flesh, but what he does is he goes and seeks out friends that are not just going to pray with him, but are going to pray with him and believe God with him, you know, for this prayer. And I like how it puts this, prayer accomplishes more than panic ever can. How many of us know that? That is a true statement. That prayer can accomplish more than panicking, because what does panicking do? Nothing. Stress. Stress. Anxiety. Fear. Fear. Worriness. You know, and, and all it can do is, I mean, it could really drive me and you crazy. I mean, how many of us are guilty of panicking? <laughs> I am. I have many times. You know, we hear the word panic attack thrown around quite a bit. You know, it's a real thing. You know, but this is why it's so important for us to grow in prayer, to pray with one another, to be those that come together and pray together. You know, and, and one of the things that I believe that we as Christians should always grow in is prayer, you know, and coming together and growing in that prayer. Because we're not just praying together, we're coming together, believing God together. We're believing in his power together. So when we pray together in prayer requests, in church you know, through the word of God, we're coming together and we're not just praying, we're praying, believing God for the same results. We're believing God that he is able to do. We're believing God that he has the power to do so and the authority to do so. We're believing that the name of Jesus is, is greater than any other name. And the name of Jesus, that through Jesus Christ, he is the savior, he is salvation. And so that is the power of being able to come together and pray together. Another footnote on that says, Prayer confirms the lack of trust. I mean, I'm sorry, panic confirms the lack of trust, but prayer confirms our hope in God. So by us being able to turn to God and pray to God is showing that, Lord, even though I may be fearful and even though I have these doubts or even though, God, I am panicking right now, but yet I'm still going to choose to overcome that and still come to you and pray to you and seek you out, Lord God over the panic, over that. And what is that doing? That's building our faith. That's put. That's building our hope in God. Any thoughts on that? Any any comments on that regarding this in prayer? We can be assured that God hears our prayers. Amen. That's the most important thing to me. Amen. We know that he, he's got that Abba Father ear to us. Yes. And I believe that's that's a blessing is when you know that you're you're not just praying just to say words or repetitive words. You're you're praying knowing that there's a father, a God who hears you, a God who's listening out for you. And his word tells us that, you know, that we can come to him and he hears us and he answers us according to his will and purpose. So that that definitely is a blessing. You know, but what I love about this, he just doesn't go and seek out anybody. He seeks out those that are going to believe God with him. How many of us know that that's very important when you share something with someone, when you come to somebody, that it's very important that it's going to be someone who's going to seek God with you and believe God with you. That is going to trust God with you, you know, because I believe that's one of the greatest gifts and the greatest things that me and you have as Christians, as believers, is that we can pray together and believe God together. You know, so that's why it's very important that we don't just go to anybody. We go to somebody who's going to trust God with us. Because how many of us know that we need that? We have weak moments. You know, even as believers, we have very weak moments. We just need just someone just to come alongside with us and pray with us, you know, and, and believe God with us. 
And I believe that is just, you, you can't come against that, you know, when we're able to do so together in that. So we see that in, in Daniel, he goes out and seeks his companions that are going to pray with him. Corporate prayer. Yeah, and believe God with him. And that's very important that we do the same. And I put this, because of this act of faith, it would benefit all those around them as well. Amen. So by Daniel coming together and telling his companions, hey, look, we got to pray about this. Not only will they benefit from this, but all those around them will benefit from this as well. And how many of us know that when we come together in prayer and believe God together, it's not just me and you that benefit, but it's also those around us that benefit, our family, our, our friends, you know, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our neighbors, our community, you know, our own country, or, you know, different, all those around us benefit because we're coming together and we're believing God. There's change that happens that, you know what, can only come through prayer. But are we willing to pray? Are we willing to seek God? Because how many of us know that panic can also be very influential? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And it can spread just like that. I mean, it's, it's, it, it happens. We've done it. We've all been guilty of it. We've been guilty of getting caught up on it. You know, you hear some news, you hear something, and automatically we, we panic. You know, but when we can come together and say, you know what, let's pray, let's seek God, let's thank him, we can also change that as well. Because now we're all coming together to believe God, and that can change the atmosphere. That can change the presence. That can change and turn that fear to the Lord. But we have to make that decision to do so. Anyone, anyone have any thoughts on that? Any, anything to stand up? Yes, Brother AJ. You know, when uh, somebody is hanging with you, it's the support that you're getting uh, from uh, somebody else it really makes uh, you know, heart heartfelt that they care about your problem Amen. You know, if you're having a problem you have somebody pray with you about it you know it, it uh it's reassuring that Amen. when they pray with you that god is is uh with you and where two or more are gathered so. yes amen amen Anyone else, any thoughts on, on what we're talking about today? Amen. Well, I think this is just awesome that, you know, they get this news and he says, you know, he goes and gathers up his companions and, you know, he, he, calls, them, he calls, calls them over to, to pray. But they don't just pray. But let's look at verse 18, though. Okay, let's see what they actually do here. It says in verse 18, so he got them together. He says, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So there's a reason here, okay? So we're going to kind of break this down a little bit. We're going to spend a little time on, on this, this verse here, which is our main verse. But he tells them to seek mercy. So that word to seek is to request or to, and to desire. You know, so they're requesting and desiring mercy. So he's telling them, this is what I want you guys to do. This is what we're going to pray. This is what I need you to pray to God for. So there's a purpose. There's a reason for it. 
you know, as, as we go to the Word of God and, and we've been reading the Word of God and that we pray according to the Word of God, where there is a there is a, a vision for the Word of God. There's a vision for the prayer. There's a purpose for it. Or when we ask for a prayer request or anything like that, there's a specific reason or a purpose for that prayer, whether it's healing, deliverance, salvation, you know, change, provision, whatever it may be. But we're we're seeking the Lord with a specific um, petition is what we're saying. And it's not just a demand, but it's a request. We're seeking the Lord, and that mercy is compassion. And so the word here for the mercy for mercy is compassion. And the New American Standard Version, I like how it says it. It doesn't say seek mercy, but it, it says to request compassion. To request compassion. So he's saying and told them to request compassion from the God of heaven. So as I said earlier, and let's look at um, Lamentations. Chapter 3, verse 22 through 23, a couple of books before this one. Lamentations, chapter 3. I'm going to need some help reading here, guys. So Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22 through uh, 23. If somebody can please read that for me. Chapter 3, what? Chapter 3, verse 22 through 23. Okay. Okay. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. Can you read that again? Verse 22 through 23. Through the, the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. So that is our God. And it's saying that his mercies are new every morning, that his steadfast love or his mercy never fails. And so this is that mercy that they are requesting. So this is the mercy of God. This is talking about the mercy of God. So in the dictionary, it comes out, mercy is sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. So how many of us know right here that they're requesting mercy for this specific reason? Sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings and misfortune of others. They're looking out like, man, these these wise men are about to be killed. I mean, Lord, we need mercy right now. So he's telling them, request to seek out mercy, compassion from the God of heaven. And this is what it's referring to because, again, their lives are at stake. Did we catch that? Their lives, not only their lives, but the lives of everyone else around them is at stake. So this is why he's so specific in seeking mercy. But this is the type of mercy that lamentations mercy. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 and 36, if somebody would like to read that. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 36. And we'll hold our places here in Daniel because we're going to come back. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures here. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to 36. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Amen. And verse uh, 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as the sheep having no shepherd. Amen. So this is Jesus displaying the mercy of God because he is the son of God. He's going around and he's healing the sick and he's delivering and he's preaching the gospel and healing every disease and affliction. 
And then he looks out to the people and it says that he has a compassion on them because they are like sheep without a shepherd. They have no leadership. They have no guidance. And as we've been studying in, in the book of Nehemiah, as we opened up this Sunday, that was one of the biggest things. I mean, 90 years in Jerusalem, but because there was no leadership, they were living however they wanted to. They were just, there was no drive. There was no push. But Jesus notices this and sees that. And it's the compassion. It's the mercy of God that touches his heart when he looks upon them. And it's that same mercy, the mercy of God. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to read verse 4 through 7. Somebody can read that. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 7. Yes, to verse 7. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all deeds that he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Amen. I love that scripture because it says that he is rich in mercy. How many of us know that God's mercy has never run out? Amen. God's mercy never runs out. And we see that mercy in Jesus Christ because it's that mercy, you know, like we heard earlier, it's not getting what we deserve. It's because of Christ paying that price for us. That is the mercy of God. That is the salvation of Christ. It has to do with salvation and seeking mercy. See, they're seeking out a mercy that because their lives are at stake. How many of us know that our lives were at stake before Christ Jesus? If it wasn't for Christ Jesus, we'd be dead in our sins. We'd be dead in our trespasses. We'd be lost. But it's because of the mercy of God and because of the mercy in Christ Jesus that we have been saved. We've been given life. We were saved and snatched from the fire. We were taken from death into life, from the darkness into his marvelous light. He raised us up. And now because of his mercy, we are seated in heavenly places, as the scripture states, but it's because he's so rich in mercy and that mercy is still available for the world today. His mercies never fail. His mercies, you never run out of God's mercy. Are we all grateful today for God's mercy today? Yes. In Christ Jesus, any thoughts, anybody like to share anything on, on that just that comes to mind or to your heart tonight regarding this? Scripture we read before where it talks about well, if it not for the mercy we would have been consumed just like that fire. Amen. That's right. Burn. That's right. You know, but it's because of the mercy of God, and we could be so grateful to Him. Let's look at First um, Peter chapter two, verse ten. You can read that. First Peter chapter two, verse ten.
First Peter chapter two verse ten. You want him to read it, right? Yeah, whoever wants to read it, that's which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. See what I love about that is we were once a people without mercy, but now we have received mercy. So we know what mercy is because of the mercy we ourselves have received. That's why it's so important that we understand and seek out and know the mercy of God. Because it's only by knowing what his mercy is in our lives and that mercy for us that then we can seek out the mercy for others. Because that's what, it's very important. Let's look at James chapter 2, verse 13, the book right before that one. James chapter 2, verse 13. Somebody like to read that one, James chapter 2, verse 13. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Praise God for that. Amen. How many of us are grateful to God that mercy triumphs over judgment? Amen. Amen. Thank God for that. Because it's just, I mean, that that is key right there for all of us. Amen. And that is a hope for the world today, that mercy will always triumph over judgment. Amen. We could be thankful to the Lord for that today. May I ask a question? Yeah, sure. Um, it's my belief, and I don't know where I got it from, that we are to judge the sin and not the sinner. Do you agree with that? To judge the sin and not the sinner? Yes. Okay. Obviously not judge the sin the sinner, but to judge the sin. Are we not to judge sin? Are we not to judge sin? No, no, no. Are we to judge sin? That's just a blanket statement. Well, we call sin for what it is, definitely. Yeah, okay, so we're judging sin, sin if we're doing that. Yeah, it's, okay. it's sin as we call out what sin is, definitely. Okay. Definitely. That's but our own actions bring judgment upon ourselves. Yeah. Any type of, you know, any type of actions or things, we, we bring that own judgment, <laughs> just like, you know, the Bible says, you know, for he didn't send his son into the world to condemn it, but to save it through him. But the world was already condemned because of the sin that we were already into. We condemned ourselves. We judged ourselves into that into that judgment. But it's a good way of putting it. Amen. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. If somebody would like to read that one. Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Blessed are the merciful... For they shall obtain mercy. Amen. Amen. Read that one more time, Brother Adrian. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Amen. So how many of us know, since we've, we've received mercy, how many of us know that me and you need to be merciful? Amen. We need to show mercy. You know, I always love that example of that, of, the, of that parable, of the story that Jesus tells about the slave, you know, who owes the king so much money. And the king goes ahead and he and he forgives that debt, you know, and he lets him go. And then that slave goes out there and sees one of his fellow slaves that owes him money and doesn't doesn't give him mercy. And when the king said, sees that, he says, you know, how dare you, you wicked servant? I showed you mercy, but yet you wouldn't show this man mercy. And he ends up still causing the ends up judging him for it and making him not only him, but not just him, but also his family has to pay for that as well. 
you know, so it could go both ways. How many of us know that our decisions and our choices don't just affect me and you, they affect all those around us. Our disobedience, our rebelliousness, you know, and when we choose not to do these things, it just doesn't affect us. It affects all those around us. Yes, Brother AJ. Just another thought um, to respond with this instead of anger. Yeah. Instead of what? Instead of anger. Anger. Yeah. Amen. And how many of us know that's not always easy? My heading on my Bible on this page says, guard your tongue when your husband is angry. We'll leave that one alone, Amen. <laughs> I, I have no idea why it's there. <laughs> I've never read scripture. <laughs> Letty, that might have been for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why would <it> you do? <laughs> amen. Well, amen. That was good. That was good. Amen. Well, we were to be merciful. Amen. And we're learning. We're learning through this. But again, it's learning the mercy of God for ourselves. And we have a responsibility to seek out mercy for those around us. You know, I love, but let's go to Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13 through 16. And we all know this scripture here, so we like to read that. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13 through 16. This is what it starts with. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13 through 16. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among the people, among my people, if my people who are called by my name will pray themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins and your land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attention to the prayer that is made in that place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there for all time. Amen. And how many of us know that, like we just talked about right now, it's not displaying that mercy, that, that response with anger. You know, because very easily, Daniel and these three could have easily just said, you know what? Daniel could just say, look, man, pray for us. Who cares about those guys, man? <laughs> you know, but pray for us, you know, pray, you know, whatever. If the Only pray for those that are, you know, Hebrews, but don't worry about the Babylonians, you know, just let them go. You know, they're wicked anyways. You know, it's, it's um, I always share like, you know, back in the days when I, you know, when I just, not back in the days, but when I first gave my life to the Lord and I was in sales, you know, I used to, um, you know, in order to do sales, we would go out at Christmas and we would always buy, you know, um, alcohol, you know, bottles of liquor, you know, different things like that. And we would take them to the customers. Those were gifts that everybody loved to receive. You know, so I remember the first year that I gave my life to the Lord that, you know, it came around Christmas time. And, and I was like, oh, man, you know, they're, you know, the owners buying all these liquor bottles and all that. And I just made up within my mind, you know, I'm thinking like, man, I don't really want to give up 
liquor, you know, I don't drink anymore. And I just didn't feel right doing it. But then I try to use a scripture in the proverb that says, oh, well, give strong drink to those who are perishing. You know, so I, I try to have peace with that. I'm like, you know, just, you know, so they, this is what they want. Just give it to them. But, you know, the, the Lord did have to deal with my heart of that and say, no, that's not right. You know, but, you know, kind of sounded right. I was trying to use the word there. But no, we get to see that Daniel is humbling himself and he's asking these three to also humble themselves with him. So that wasn't the response. They're choosing to humble themselves and they're choosing to seek out the Lord, but not just to seek out the Lord, but to seek out his mercy, to seek out that compassion, to request the compassion from God to be able to reveal this mystery. And the question for us today is how many of us are willing to seek God's mercy, but not just for ourselves, but also for the sake of others? When is the last time that me and you prayed and just cried out to the Lord in seeking mercy for those around us. Okay. Amen. You know, and many times we can use that word when we're praying for somebody, for somebody for healing, somebody for deliverance, somebody that's just going through something, somebody who's just living their life. One of the greatest prayers that me and you can pray is we can say, Lord, have mercy on them. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on my family. Have mercy on my coworkers, Lord. Have mercy on this family, Lord God. You see what they're going through, Lord God, and just requesting that compassion and that comfort through it all. God's mercy. That is a powerful prayer when me and you can humble ourselves and request and see God's mercy upon someone else. But knowing that in that mercy, you and I receive that mercy and able to request that mercy because we know how great that mercy is to me and you. We know the mercy of God in Christ Jesus. And it's that same mercy that we are crying out for those around us. And we see them seeking this mercy. But they're not just coming and seeking mercy in, in this portion. But look at let's look at this next part here. And told them to seek mercy. But look at this portion here. From the God of heaven. From the God of heaven. This is a very important part here is, is looking at this scripture because this is one of the first times that we see in the Bible that it says God of heaven. Really? Yeah, because they would always say the God of Israel. Oh, interesting. All of these different things. But see, at this point in time, the temple was destroyed. The presence of God had left the temple. You can see, you find that in Ezekiel chapter 9, verse 3 and 10, and, and chapter 9, 10, and 11, you'll see that when Ezekiel has the vision. So now they're no longer in Jerusalem. The presence of God is no longer among them. They're no longer in Jerusalem. They're in captivity. They're in Babylon. But as we as we learned on, on Sunday morning through Nehemiah, because we also see that spoken, he says, the God of heaven. It's an international context. It's using it in a sense, God of all. He is the God of all. So he is now saying, seek the God of heaven. Seek mercy from the God of heaven, the God of all, the God of all nations, the God of all tongues, the God, the universe, the God of all, the God of heaven, recognizing his presence everywhere. What I love about this, I just wrote here, if we notice that the relationship didn't change. Think about that. 
The temple's gone. It was burnt. It was destroyed. The presence of God is seen leave the temple through the vision of Ezekiel. But it still doesn't change the relationship that Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah still have with their God. How many of us know that circumstance or situation in our world today should never change the relationship that we have with our God, that me and you can still come to the God of heaven? No matter where you're at, no matter what we're going through, no matter how we feel, me and you can still come to the God of heaven. But it's up to me and you to not allow anything or anyone to affect that relationship with our God. Yes, it's a you must have said that before because I wrote it down. Don't let your circumstance affect your decision of faithfulness in God. Mm -hmm. You said it before. And that's one of the main key script. That's one of the main things that really stands out to me in the book of Daniel. And you're going to hear it come out a lot. Is the fact that in their captivity and through all of this, they never allowed it to change their relationship with their God and knowing who their God is. And I believe that's why it's very important. And that's why we're going to this book of Daniel. So we can learn from these examples to not allow anything to change that relationship. But we should grow in that relationship. But again, it's a choice that me and you will continually have to make through every situation and circumstance. You know what's a blessing is? God calls me and you the temple of God. To where his Holy Spirit dwells, his presence dwells, his mercy and his grace dwells. And me and you and every believer that has put their faith in Jesus Christ. But then look at what he goes on to say, and told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery. Concerning this mystery. They didn't understand this. And even Daniel is recognizing this. He's saying, concerning this mystery, concerning what's going on, we don't know. It's, it's, it's a mystery. But thank God they knew who to go to because in Deuteronomy chapter 29, 29. Let's look at that real quick. If somebody would like to read that. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. I don't want to, I don't want to take away from that scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. The Lord our God has secrets known. The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us, so that we may obey all the terms of these instructions. Amen. How many of us know that there's no mystery or secrets that God doesn't know, but he has things that we don't understand and fully know. But the things he does reveal to us and have revealed to us is for us. It's for us to know. And the greatest mystery and the greatest secret thing was Christ Jesus. The greatest mystery was salvation. And how God wants to be merciful and how he wanted to be merciful to his people and to the world. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3 and we're going to read verse 1 through 13. It talks about such a great mystery. Ephesians chapter one, um, chapter 3 verse 1 through 13 and I'll, I'll read this one here. It says, for this reason I, Paul, 
a prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men and other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he was realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. Praise God for that. The revelation of salvation, not just for Israel, but for all Gentiles alike, for everyone. And this is the mystery that is revealed through his church. This is the mystery that is revealed through the gospel of Jesus Christ that God wants to be merciful to all those that will receive his mercy. That mercy was displayed in Christ Jesus and is still, that mercy is still available today. That mercy is there for me and you today. I thank God for his mercy in Christ Jesus. That is the greatest mystery, the greatest secret that was hidden from ages before, but has now been revealed in Christ Jesus that his mercy is open for all. And we see that in Daniel as they seek mercy for all for themselves and all those around them for the sake of others. In Amos chapter 3, verse 7, it says, For the Lord does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. But again, it's his secrets. It's his mystery. So he knows all things. So who, who greater to seek for those things that we don't understand, for those things that we don't quite know? but the one who knows all. Let's look at Titus chapter 3, verse, um, verse 5. Titus chapter 3, verse 5 says, He saved us. He saved us. How many of us in here are saved today? <laughs> he saved us. But look at this. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, not because of my righteous works, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of his Holy Spirit. I'll read verse six, whom he poured out on us richly through Christ Jesus, our Savior. I'm going to go on again so that being justified by his grace we might become heirs according 
to the hope of eternal life. He saved us because of his great mercy. So how many of us know that we can continue to seek that mercy for ourselves and for the sake of others today in Christ Jesus? This is why he came to get what he came together with his friends and asked them to pray for. I put here, we should do the same. Instead of panicking, we should pray and believe in God. This is why it's so important that we come together and pray and believe in God. How many of us know that there's a lot of situations today that people are panicking? There's a lot of panicking going on today with changes that have gone on, things that are going on. But when you know the Lord, we have, we have hope, and that hope is for the world to, to be that example and to share that hope with others. And maybe they're not willing to hear it, but we can pray for them. We can seek God's mercy for them. We could ask God to be merciful to them and open up their hearts to believe in him, to open up their hearts to bring them to repentance, to open up their hearts as he opened up our hearts so that they can receive his mercy as we have received his mercy. Because that's what it's all about. So he goes on to say concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. He was concerned for them. They were concerned for themselves, definitely. As we are too. We pray. How many of us pray for our homes, pray for ourselves, pray for our families? Yeah, Daniel knew those astrologers and encounters were wrong, yet he still had a love for yeah. them. I mean, they were looking out for themselves, but at the same time, we see that all of them ended up benefiting because of it. So let's look at um, verse 19 to 23. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel and a vision of the night. And then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise. For you have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's matter. Does anybody see what, what did Daniel just do here? So the mystery was revealed to him. So what did Daniel just do? The prayer was answered. What did Daniel do? He gave glory to God. He gave glory to God. He gave glory to God before anything else. He gave glory to God first. How many times when we our prayers are answered, do we first turn and just give glory to God and start to praise God? I'm not going to lie, I've been guilty where the Lord will just, you know, come through. And I'm so excited that he came through that I just, you know, not that I don't want to give glory to God, but you just get so caught up. Or sometimes you're concerned, well, thank you, God, for answering this, but still I have this. But what I love about, there was a footnote that I read on here that what I, I love the, the nice way of putting it. It's much, you know, we, we always talk about the persistence of prayer, right? 
like that persistent widow, and we talk about the persistence of prayer. But how many of us are willing to put that persistence in glorifying God? And giving thanks to God. Are we willing, just as persistent as we are to be in prayer, are we willing to use that same persistency in giving thanks and glory to God for being who he is? Because how many of us know it's a lot easier to complain to God and to question God than to give him thanks and glory many times? But are we willing today to be just as persistent in our thanking God as we are in our prayers to God and our seeking God. See, Daniel, first thing he does, he just starts to give glory to God and thank him for revealing that mystery, for answering that prayer, for having mercy upon them. Just saying, God, thank you for your mercy. Give thanks to the Lord for his mercies endure what? Forever. Forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercies endure forever. Just thanking the Lord. Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you for revealing to my heart who you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that my God, I'm able to know you today, that I'm able to believe in you today. And even though through it all, Lord God, but thank you today that, Father God, I'm still able to have faith and believe and trust you today, Lord God, no matter how hard it is. But Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord that we're still here today standing and believing and knowing and praising who our God is today. And just taking that time just to thank him and choosing to be glad in it. Amen. Yeah. Knowing who makes us glad. Any thoughts on that? Any comments, anything on that before we move on to the next portion? I want to make sure we're out of here by 10. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay. All right. Well, praise God. We're we going to give glory to God. Amen. We're going to make sure we're persistent in thanking God first. Always. Amen. Praise God. I'm not saying that we don't, but it's just a reminder like, hey, man, I got to remember, man, I got to keep thanking God. You know what? When I get up in the morning, I just got to thank God. When I go to work, I got to thank God. When I get out of work, I got to thank God. Amen. When I go home, I got to thank God. When I be able to pay that bill, I got to thank God. Amen. Amen. Oh, praise God. Amen. Keep thanking the Lord. Amen. We can go on. We can go on. What else can we be thankful to God? Give me some examples. Come on, come on, church. Our family, our kids. Amen. Our breath. Our breath. Amen. And breath. That's a good one. Amen. That's a really good one. What else? What else? Come on. We can't be quiet on this. Amen. Our health. Amen. What else? Joy. Amen. Amen. Right now, would you thank God that we're not in Texas? <laughs> I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> I'm thankful. Amen. I'm thankful to be in Southern California. <laughs> amen. 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 Praise God. We got a lot to be thankful. So that's our homework today. Amen. Just to start thanking the Lord for all that he is, that he's good for. Amen. How many of us know that we should be able to shout out more that we're thankful for than complaints and worries? Absolutely. Amen. Right. But how many of us know that we do have a lot of complaints and worries and that we're concerned, right? That we're able to just, uh, yeah, too many, too quick. But that's, that's why we're learning how to change that up a little bit so we can be thankful for more. Amen. Or at least how to be thankful for being so good and so faithful to bring us through those things. Amen. 
So let's look at verse 24 as we, as we prepare to close out this tonight. Verse 24 says, Therefore Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show the king the interpretation. You know what I love about this? You see the wisdom of Daniel here. Because Daniel could have easily just said and went and gave the interpretation to Arioch. But how many of us know that Arioch would have probably got the credit for it? But he goes in boldly and confidently and says, no, bring me before the king, that I may tell the king his dream and the interpretation of it. He makes it a point in that. That's wisdom. That's the wisdom of God right there. You know, and how many of us know that many times when an opportunity comes, we have that opportunity to share with someone. And we just have to recognize it. But again, it's the wisdom of God that will give us that wisdom at that time and the words to say. And verse 25 to 30, our, our closing scripture tonight says, Then Arioch brought in Daniel before the king in haste and said thus to him, I have found among the exiles from Judah a man who will make known to the king the interpretation. So you notice he still puts himself in there, though. Mm -hmm. I have found a man. <laughs> so king, look at me. So he's still taking some credit here. And verse 26 says, The king declared to Daniel, you, we all know somebody like that, right? That always got to get a little credit in there. It might be you. <laughs> the king declared to Daniel, whose name was Baal-Telshazzar, are you able to make known to me the dream that I have seen and its interpretation? Right here, the crucible for silver, the furnace for gold. But the Lord tests the hearts. How many of us know here that Daniel could have easily said, oh yeah, king, I got you. He could have puffed up right away right here. He could have easily, I mean, he just was given this opportunity. The door is open. Are you able to make known to me the dream? And Daniel could have just threw himself out there and said, King, I got you. Look at me. I am Daniel, the one with an excellent spirit, the one that they're studying Bible study about me today. <laughs> yeah, an opportunity to get puffed up here. This was a That was a test right there. This is definitely a test of Daniel's heart. But look at verse 27. Daniel answered the king and said, this is a dangerous answer, though, because, you know, <laughs> the king could have definitely questioned this. But he says, no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or astrologers can show to the king the mystery that the king has asked. He lays it down right there and takes the attention off of any man, any person. But he goes to verse 28. But there is a God. He points him to the Lord, an opportunity for this king to know, but there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. A thankful heart, a heart that knows who his God is, answers the way, this way. And he says, and he has made note to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. He's telling them, this is the God who's going to let you know what's going on. Your dream and the visions of your head as you lay in bed are these. To you, O king, as you lay in bed came thoughts of what would be after this, and he who reveals mysteries made known to you what is to be. So he's letting them know, God, this is the God that knows all things, Alpha and the Omega. 
And he is the one that's able to show you the future. He is the one that's able to tell you what is to come. How many of us know we don't need to seek out all these other things? No, we just need to look to the Lord who knows all things. He is the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega. He knows all things. You know, somebody asked me the other day about um, the vaccine and all these different things and was talking about the Antichrist and all these, you know, this stuff. I said, well, the Bible is very clear on it. You know, is this... The, is this the mark of the beast? I said, no, the Bible says what it is. I go, don't get me wrong. I believe that, you know, it's definitely a preparation and different things of how to prepare the world for this type of thing. I mean, the it world will never think this would come together, but I don't necessarily think that that's what this is. Yeah. But definitely you can see that it's all in effect. Mm-hmm. But see, what, cons- what, but what I thank God is, is that it doesn't concern me enough because I look to the Bible and it says he's got us. He already told us what's to come. And he doesn't tell us to concern ourselves about the times or when this is this going to. He says, no, keep your faith in me. Know who your God is. So no matter what happens or what is coming or what's already here, we could be thankful to God. Our main concern and our most important thing is our relationship with Christ Jesus through it all. It's where am I at today? Where are we at today in our walk with the Lord? Because it's going to be a matter of our hearts when we stand before the Lord and where we're at today. We're not going to be able to change any of this. The Bible already says these things will happen. They will take place. But he gives us instructions of it. But again, at that same time, I was able to share that hope with the, about the Lord. To know the Lord. So you don't have to fear these things. You don't have to worry about these things. You can trust God and know, Lord, but I'm in you. So no matter what happens, I know that my, my, my heart belongs to you. I know that I'm saved. I know I have salvation in you, Jesus. And that salvation is still open for all those today that put their faith in him. I'll get off of that. <laughs> but verse 30 says, but as for me, This mystery has been revealed to me, not because of any wisdom that I have more than all the living, but in order that the interpretation may be made known to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your mind. He let him know this is not man's wisdom. This is God's wisdom. This is the wisdom of God that is making known to you this dream and this interpretation. Because it's it's the greatest wisdom of all. How many of us today are seeking wisdom? How many of us want to be wise? Let's look at James chapter 2. Verse 13 through 18, he says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere 
and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. This is the wisdom that we should seek. But how do we do so? Let's look at uh, James chapter 1, verse 5 through 8. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, how many of us? I, I lack wisdom. But he says, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like the waves of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and stable in all his ways. So we must believe that God has that wisdom, and that is the wisdom that me and you seek. But let's go to Proverbs chapter 1. Because we may say, well, I always ask God for wisdom and he doesn't answer me. <laughs> well, one of the greatest gifts that we have is the word of God. And if we're seeking wisdom, this is a great book to look to, the book of Proverbs, a book of wisdom. You can read a proverb a day. You can read a verse a day. Whatever you want to do. But Proverbs 1, chapter 1, verse 1 through 7 says this, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance, to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and the riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction." So if we want the wisdom of God and we're seeking the wisdom of God, I encourage you, read the Proverbs. Read the Bible. But if you want to start somewhere, definitely start with the Proverbs. Because definitely there is this, the wisdom of God. And how many of us know that we need the wisdom of God in these days? Because there's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of different words. There's a lot of different instructions. There's a lot of different things, you know, fears. You know, so many different thoughts, so many different stories, so many different takes. But how many of us know that me and you need the wisdom of God, the one who knows all things, the one who's in control of all things, the one who is greater than any wisdom of the world or any wisdom that man could ever have, the one who understands all things. That is the wisdom we need to seek today. I'm not saying that we can't learn from each other. I'm not saying that we can't learn, but the one wisdom that we need to learn is God's wisdom, to seek out his wisdom. But the question is, are we willing to know him more? And in that wisdom, are we, are we willing to allow him to cause me and you to seek mercy for those around us, for ourselves, for our families, for the world today? Are we going to allow the wisdom of God? Because there's a lot of anger today. There's a lot of disruption. There's a lot of hate. It's a lot of different things. And I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church. But when we seek the wisdom of God, it's in that wisdom of God that we can truly seek the mercy of God. Because that's what this world needs. That's what I needed. And that's what the world needs today. And that's what we have today. And that's what the world has today. And that mercy is in Christ Jesus. Seeking the mercy of God, but it's in that mercy. It's the wisdom of God. 
that he teaches us how to pray, shows us how to pray, how to have a heart of mercy with that same mercy that me and you have received. But remember, it's a choice. We can choose to be like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah who seek the mercy of God for salvation. Or we can choose to be a Jonah. I'll let us sit on that one. Because we can choose to be a Jonah. I'm not going to say anything else on that. <laughs> Amen. That's just something for us all you know, to kind of ponder on. To seek mercy. To seek mercy in the wisdom of God. So in all of this panic and all these different things and takes and all that, we need the wisdom of God. But let's start by seeking mercy. Let's humble ourselves Amen. and seek the mercy of the Lord. Amen? Any thoughts, any comments, any questions, any concerns, any scriptures? I thought it was cool, but it said prudence and discretion. Yeah, that's right. what we had last week. Amen. Yeah. Good yeah. catch. Didn't know that it was ever there, and now I know it's there twice. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I was really blessed to see the God of heaven because we just studied that in Nehemiah on, on Sunday morning as well, talking about the God of heaven. So, so I was like, oh, Lord. So that really was the first time it was in the Bible? According to the, when you look at it, yeah, I'm looking at everything. That's the first time they called the, the God of heaven. That's a good nugget. Because the, the temple was already destroyed and burnt and all of that. So now it was like, you know, they're doing this from Babylon. So now it's referring to God of all. So, and then you see it in Nehemiah when they were on the return, calling the God of heaven, which... He always has been and never will cease. Amen. Amen. Any other thoughts? Any other comments? Anything else before we close up tonight, guys? I prayed with the girl today. Honestly, we had a two-hour conversation, and she was hurt by her parents as a child, and she she started on that argument that how did that how did that God not help me during that time? That's so hard. That's so hard. You know. And I just kept on telling her, quit picking up the baggage, move forward now, move forward to God now, you know. And uh, it, it was just, it was just, it was grueling to talk to her because she was in pain. Yeah. Real thing, yeah. Definitely, you know, it's the consequences of sin, it's the reactions. That's exactly and the, what I told her. It's the different, you know, it's the decisions of people that, you know, that do that. But exactly because of that, that, people will look at God because of that. You know, but again, it's just seeking the mercy of God, yeah. praying for that mercy upon her, upon those around her, and that have put her through that. You know, definitely, it's that mercy of God. But, so we continue to pray. Let us pray tonight. Any um, any prayer requests as we close out tonight? Prayer requests. Feel free to put some there on the chat board as well, guys. Praying together. Let's pray tonight. So there are prayer requests we may have that are just unspoken. We'll just give them to the Lord together. All those joining us online as well, we'll just come together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord God. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, Lord Jesus. And we are just so thankful, Lord God. Father God, for your word, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the salvation that we have in you, Lord. And thank you for the salvation, my God, that you have given to the whole world, my Lord, in your son, Jesus Christ. 
Thank you, Father God, that we were able to come to you today, Lord God, and ask you and seek your mercy, Father God. Father, for ourselves, for our homes, our families, Lord, our jobs, Lord, our co-workers, our friends, our family members, Lord God, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our government, Lord, our leadership, Lord. Father God, that we can seek your mercy, Lord God, for this world today, Lord. Father, we need your mercy, Lord Jesus. We need your mercy in this time, Lord God, to reveal, Lord God, who you are, Lord Jesus. And Father God, in this world today, to many that are hurting, that are lost, Father God, as we hear, Father God, for this person today that just has so much hurt and so much pain, we ask you for mercy, Lord God, for this person, Lord, that she would see you, Lord, that, Father God, she would know you and your comfort, Lord God. And that, Father God, through this, my Lord Jesus, that through all the wickedness and the hurt and the pain that she has known in this world, but, Lord, in that, Lord, she would see your mercy, Lord God, why it was necessary, Lord Jesus, for you to die for the sins of this world, Lord. Because it's that sin that separated us from you, God. But it's because of that great mercy, because of your richness and mercy, Lord God, that you died for the sins of the world, Lord God, and you paid that price, Father God, for our sins, Lord God. Lord, we ask you for mercies, Lord, in her life and in her heart, that she may know you, Lord, that you will save her and deliver her, Father God, and comfort her and heal her, Lord, from, Father God, those hurts today. For we know there are many today, Lord God, Father, that are hurting, Lord, that have been hurt, Lord God, the rejection through neglect, Father, Lord, through abuse, my God. We ask you for mercies upon them today, Lord Jesus, that, Father, they may be saved and come to know you in salvation, Lord, and to know all that you did for them, Lord, that you may bring about the healing that only you can bring forth. We also ask you for mercies, Lord God, that have brought forth that abuse, that, Father God, Lord Jesus, but. Father, that abuse and all that has stemmed from, Father God, Lord, other things that have gone on in their lives, Lord. And Lord Jesus, we just see that in our world today, Father God, so many that are hurting, Father, that cause hurt to others, my God. But we ask you for mercies today, Lord, for them, Lord, that you would deliver them, that you would save them, Lord God. And that, Father God, that you would have mercy upon them as you have had mercy upon us, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, you know that those that are sick today in body, in mind, and in spirit, Lord, Father God, mentally, Father God, we ask you for mercies, Lord God, that you would bring forth healing within their lives today, Father God. Lord, you know, my God, that there were many prayer requests of people around us and in our lives, Father God. Father, that are close to us, Lord, we ask you for mercies, Lord, for healing, Father God. In that great mercy, Lord, for deliverance, Lord Jesus, in that mercy, Lord God, for provision in that mercy, my God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we humble ourselves, Father God, under your mighty hand, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lay all our differences, our angers, our frustrations, Lord God, our concerns. We give them to you today, my God, in Jesus' name, and we submit ourselves to you, Lord, and we ask you for mercies, Father God, within our homes, Lord. Father, in our marriages, and our families, Lord God, with our children, Lord, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, our parents, our grandparents, Lord God. Father, Lord, our cousins, Lord God, our 
co-workers, Lord, our Father God, our neighborhoods, our communities, our country, Lord. Lord, we are seeking your mercies this night, Father God. Lord Jesus, and in that great mercy, Lord God, we thank you for the salvation, Lord. We thank you for the healing and deliverance, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the changed heart, Lord God. We thank you for the renewing of the mind, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the strength and, Father, Lord, the refreshing, Lord God, and the encouragement, Lord God. And we thank you for the life, Lord Jesus, that we have in you, Lord Jesus. And for all those today that we are believing together, my God, that you are able, Father, to bring out of darkness into your light, Father, that you are able to raise up, my God, that you are able, Lord Jesus, to speak life and deliverance, Lord, and salvation, my God, too, Lord, today. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, our country, Lord God, Lord Jesus, we are asking for your mercy within this land, Lord Jesus, within our government, Lord God, within our leaders, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we ask you for mercy, Lord. We ask you for mercy in our church, in the church, your body of Christ, Lord God, we need your mercy, Father God. Father, from the division, Lord God, and Lord Jesus, so many things, Lord God, that we have allowed, my God. We need your mercy, Lord. We're asking for your mercy, Lord, in Jesus' name, that we would, Father, become united in you, Lord Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, because, Lord, it's that same mercy we ourselves have received, Lord God, that, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that we can ask you for that same mercy, for those around us, my God. And for our own lives tonight, we need your mercy, Lord. Father, we come together tonight and we ask you for mercy in our lives, Lord. In our hearts, and our minds, Lord God. Because in that mercy, Lord God, we are seeking your wisdom, Lord God. And decisions that are being made, Lord God. And choices that are being done, Lord God. And the way of living, my God. Father, God has lights in this world, Lord Jesus. Father, we ask you in Jesus' name to help us, Lord, to be that light in this world, to be that example, to be those that are committed to you, Lord God. That, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that, Lord, we will not allow, Father God, anything to change our relationship with you, Lord God. Father, Lord, that we would stay committed to you, Lord God. That we would serve you wholeheartedly, Father God. That, Lord Jesus, my God, Lord, that we would seek you, Lord God, continually, Lord. And in the name of Jesus, as we do so, Father God, that, Lord, that we would be set apart wholly unto you, Lord Jesus. So, Father, we just thank you this night for the peace that we have in you, for the joy, my God. Oh, Father God, Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercies that are brand new every morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mercy endures forever, Lord God. Thank you that you are rich in mercy, Lord God. And we just thank you, Lord, for your mercy this night, Father. We love you. We praise you. We bless you this night, Father. And we just thank you that we're able to come together and believe our God. And know that all things are possible for you, Lord. Oh, we thank you this night, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen.
Well, Friday night we'll be in Isaiah chapter 5, so feel free to join us here or join us you know, from your home or throughout the day, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. We are dismissed tonight. Thank you all for joining us online as well. Praise God. Seek mercy. <laughs> Thanks for telling me.